Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and I'm having a hard time getting into like back into podcaster Lauren mode. I've spent the whole morning on phone calls with people about the multi-passionate chiropreneur course that, oh, it, well, depending. If you're listening on Sunday, it drops like kind of today, kind of tomorrow. If you're listening after the release date of this, it's officially live. If you're listening way in the future, it's dead to you. Forget it ever happened. Just disregard this. Um, but it's funny because I never realized until I was doing some of these phone calls that a lot of people only know like podcast and Instagram, Lauren, which have I ever told you guys that I thought that I came across as breezy to people? And that I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not as fun and breezy as I come across on here. And if you're like, Lauren, you don't come across breezy at all. I'm less breezy. Like you're like, oh Lauren, no, you seem really work. Like, no, I'm, I'm less than that. Um, so I, I, I show up on here wanting to like, like grab a drink with you. Like this is how I show up for friends unless they have a problem to solve. And then, oh shit, you should see the unsolicited advice that comes out even while I'm getting coffee or drinks and it's supposed to be fun. But anyway, so I've been in just like coach mode, like the version of Lauren that my team sees and, and poor Kirby all the time, all the time. So anyways, I'm just trying to like lighten up and like shake my wiggles off a little bit and show up as like fund me. Um, for those of you that don't know, ta-da, the multi-passionate chiropreneur is officially live. You can check out the link in the show notes for a page that is going to give you a ton more information about it. But ultimately you will, you can't buy the course unless you get on the phone with me for 10 minutes. Not because I want to sell you. I don't want to sell you shit. Uh, it's really to make sure that the people who are joining are not going to waste their time and energy and to make sure that their energy jives. So we're really not just letting anyone on in. Um, it is a high ticket course and mentally and emotionally, you need to be prepped to like get some shit done in 2023. Um, tons of love for my startups 
but this is not mentally where I want you at. Um, you've got a couple choices. If you are a new student, new startup, I would recommend either A, you check out the $24.99 level of Patreon, or if you're a pediatric Cairo and you want more support than just one call a month, and that's not even, that's a group call where we have a specific topic. If you want like access to a ton of information, then if you're a startup, I highly recommend checking out Tony Ebel's The Pediatric Experience. It is a hell of a deal for the amount of training that you get to like just kickstart your marketing. Like so many, so many great, great things over there. So uh, really this is for a Cairo that's been in, uh, probably in practice four, five years, not necessarily at a certain point with patient numbers or team. Like I have some chiros doing it that have an associate or two. I have some chiros who are just them. Um, That's okay. It's really more about for the chiro who's ready to start thinking long-term of like, I don't want to be working this hard on and in my clinic five or six or four to six days a week for the next couple decades, I would like to start having some of my energy and time back now. But when I do that, then my clinic suffers and kind of that bit, you're stuck in that vicious cycle, but you're too tired to make change. Yeah. So it's for you. So check that out below. But today we're talking about one of my favorite topics in the whole world. I was going to say who can guess it, but it's probably in the title of the show notes. We are talking about the Enneagram. Now, if you are new and you've never heard of the Enneagram, this episode is probably not where you want to start. Uh, We will drop in the show notes below for you a couple episodes that you should listen to about this beforehand because I think we have at least two episodes, maybe even three, devoted on the Enneagram. And you're going to want to start there. Or you know what? If you're like, I I book the rules. I do whatever I want all the time. I go, you know what? Yeah, you go on with your badass self and you listen to this podcast. But don't leave a bad review if it's not funny because you didn't get my jokes because they were good. But for those of you who have been following for a while and know how obsessed I am with the Enneagram, uh, here's a little funny story for you. So days ago, my, one of my dearest friends, she's not a chiropractor. That's not really relevant in the story, but I just felt like you should know, um, called because she was very sad that her husband's aunt had died, lost her battle to cancer. And she had reached out to her sister to let her know that she was going through this death. And her sister was kind of like, it's not my aunt. Okay. And you know, they of course have back history or between sisters. And so she's calling me and she's like, I just can't believe. Now my friend is an Enneagram too. Okay. So, and I, I've met her sister a couple times through a lot of things you're not supposed to do. She's totally an eight. She's an eight. You're not supposed to diagnose or prescribe or whatever people she's an eight. And for those that know the dynamic between twos and eights, it's funky. And so it's like not crazy that they're sisters and have a history. So anyway, so she's like, she didn't even care just because it's not her aunt. And I'm like trying to not make this about the Enneagram, but it's how I relate to life. And I felt like the advice I could give was really, really good if she could see the bigger picture. And so I was like just trying to explain how like, you know, your sister's probably an Enneagram eight. And so what happens is under stress and so... I go into this big, long thing, trying to comfort my friend 
who's like kind of grieving, but also pissed at her sister, not kind of grieving, is grieving and is pissed at her sister. And here I am just bringing up the Enneagram again. So for those that know me and love me, know that it is a flaw or is it a strength? I don't know. I don't know. But we are talking about the Enneagram today. And it's with a funny person. She's a comedian who studies Enneagram. Huh. So before we jump into more information about Michelle, I would like to give a shout out, short little shout out to my newest Patreon joiners, members, uh, Monica Rader and Stephanie Lewis. Thanks for joining the Patreon. They are at that $24.99 level. You guys rock it, rock it. Um, but without further ado, so Michelle Fortin lives in Scottsdale, Arizona with her husband, two kids, French bulldog, and a tortoise. We did not have time to talk about the tortoise and I'm a little pissed about it. Like, because I don't even know if I knew there was a tortoise involved and I would have, I would have had questions. Um, it's probably good because I would have gotten derailed asking about the tortoise. I would have asked if she's making TikToks because tortoise TikToks seem to do really, really well. But Michelle's an eight and she probably doesn't care about TikToks going crazy viral, at least unless they're like support. Yeah. Anyways, she loves to perform comedy on stage and camera. She also teaches broadcasting at Grand Canyon University. When she's not helping with or grading homework, writing a comedy sketch, or picking out a new wig for filming, you'll find her in the kitchen baking cake. Seriously, carbs are life. Uh, so we'll make sure that we have her Instagram and YouTube channel below because she is so funny. Again, not my problem if you don't know what the Enneagram is and you don't discover, like, don't realize her true humor. She's fantastic. So before we jump in, let's all take a nice deep breath together. And let's pray. Dear God, thank you so, so much for the Enneagram. <laughs> Just kidding, but not really. Um, thank you for creating each of us so uniquely different. And I know we joke or not joke, but talk about how like there's nine different types and, and God, what I am seeing so much in people that I'm talking to, even with the course is that we may fall into one of nine buckets, uh, more if you count the wings, but, uh, for a later prayer that we each have such a unique thumbprint that you gave us just such a unique purpose. And often I feel like so many chiropractors that I talk to feel lost or like they don't fit in because they don't have the same purpose as the person that they see over there. And I'm sure that happens to non-chiropractors too, looking at other people that they see as societally successful and going like their purpose seems so clear and they seem so driven and they seem so on purpose. And God, if I could just if I could pay anything for you to tell me what my purpose is. And I just, I see so many people that are struggling with that because they don't know. They don't know what they are here to do and it looks different. And is that okay? And I just hope that this podcast can continue to be a place where people can come, chiropractors or not, and and learn and feel empowered and fulfilled that they are 
on the journey that you gave them and that they are unique and they are funny and quirky and, um, and here for good, truly here for good. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, so without further ado, who's ready for some Enneagram talk? Me, me, me. Oh, I love being able to geek out so much. Okay, enjoy. <laughs> so wait, are you, what's your Enneagram number again? Okay, so I know I'm a three, yeah. although okay, I right, want right. to be a seven. Everybody wants to be a seven. Everybody wants to be a seven. Line. <laughs> Last year, I had like an epic breakup with two of my best long-term friends. Oh, oh this no. Is the so this is all happening. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and they were both sevens. And so uh. seeing how easy it was when I got like vulnerable and needy to be like, oh, no, thank uh, you. Yeah. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see how you could be very difficult in a relationship. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. sevens, I see you. I see you. Um, and for the longest time, I thought I was a wing four. Uh-huh. Now I think because I really don't care about other people's needs. Um, but then I think it might be a lie. I might, I might be more of you a might wing actually two. Care. I might care. I might care. I don't know. But it's more about like them. I care that they like me. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. What what are you? I'm what an is- eight wing seven. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Eights are, um, okay. So do you go with this? Like you're not allowed to diagnose people? Well, I mean, I, I, that's the rule, but I do it. Like everybody does. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And eights, I feel like, okay. Who do you think is the easiest to spot? Well, I think eights can smell other eights from a mile away. So I think eights, no eights. Um, I think eights are probably one of the easiest ones to type. I think I don't know. Yeah, because they just no, say, like- <laughs> they just <laughs> say what they want. Yeah, I don't yeah, like. Oh, there's no sugarcoating <laughs> with eights. In fact, I I even heard about the enneagram for the first time from a friend who's like, uh, "You need to read about the enneagram. You're an eight. <laughs> Okay. So I feel so bad when I am talking to someone on the podcast and I'm like, do you know what your Enneagram type is? And they're like, no, I've never heard of it. And I'm like, okay, I feel like you might be an eight. And they're like, okay, I'll go look it up. And then I'm like, oh God, they're like, oh, you thought I'm an eight. I am, but how dare you? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So how did you get into the Enneagram? Like, what, what do you do? Yeah. What do I do? What is what it? What, what's what? happening here? Uh, well, I found out about the Enneagram literally from a good friend of mine who said, you need to read about the Enneagram. You're an eight. I picked up the book and Which immediately book? agreed. I am 100% an eight. It was the quickest self-diagnosis probably in the history of the Enneagram. <laughs> and then my business slash comedy partner, Leanne Deering, she was independent of me also looking into the Enneagram with her kind of friend group. She's a homeschool mom and they have a book club and they were kind of getting into it. So independently of each other, we were kind of doing this. And then we started talking about it. And then we realized there's a lot of comedy here. There's a lot. Uh, There's a lot of comedy here. And at the time, not a lot of people were putting it on the internet and social media. There wasn't a lot of videos with Enneagram humor. There's a lot of memes and stuff like that. So we said, let's do it. Let's start doing Enneagram humor. So we started 
doing just little videos and clips of the different types and different scenarios. So I think the first one we ever did was Enneagram types on a road trip. And we were just happened to be on a road trip together and got little clips of the different types in the car. And then that was a hit. So we just started doing more and more and we would put them on Instagram and on YouTube. And then the pandemic hit and we could keep doing it. Um, We could keep doing Enneagram content over Zoom with each other, just recording our own numbers. We didn't have to physically be together during quarantine and still make it work. And that's really what our YouTube channel took off was during, was during the pandemic and quarantine time. And we just kept churning out (laughs) everything we could think of. (laughs) Enneagram's working from home. Enneagram's quarantine. Enneagram's, you know, homeschooling their kids, you know, you know, like all these things. And, um, and then it just kind of blossomed from there. But before that we were exclusively doing just kind of mom-based comedy and faith-based comedy and just kind of situational comedy, which we still do. But then we really found a niche with the Enneagram during that time. So that's kind of how that was born. So what is Leanne? She's a four wing five. Oh, okay. Yeah. My best friend is a four. They're, they're difficult people. They are. They are. (laughs) There's there's so many tears, so many tears. And and, and, and if she was here, she would be laughing about it, but it's true. There's, she can, they they embrace their tears. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like literally called my friend badge of honor. Oh yeah. 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 So my forefriend is a business owner and I remember calling her because the first week of one of my employees, she like cried in front of other people. So like I have gotten okay with tears that like, I, on, I shouldn't even say, okay, like I have no problem having coffee with a friend. And if they start crying, even if we're in a coffee shop, I'm like, as long as it's not like, She's not being loud about crying. That's what I mean. like a single <laughs> tears fine. But like if we're at my house, like cry, it's great. Yeah, let it out. This person was crying in public in front of people. And so I called my friend and I was like, I don't know. Like, do I, is this like, should I just let her go now? Like, and she's like, what's wrong with crying in public? And I'm like, everything is wrong with crying in public. You are letting other people know that you are weak and broken. You let very exclusive people know how the inner circle the inner sanctum ever gets to hear that you know and as I'm an eight wing seven and so I I mean I I'm in touch with my emotions I'm fine with emotions but being close friends with her has allowed me to kind of learn that it's okay to sit there like Mm -hmm. I would because the seven wing will come out sometimes and I'll just push it away and uh, with her um you know, it, it was just, I would just kind of observe and learn that it's okay to sit in your emotions and feel that and then move on. So that's, that was, that's been, so, and then she's also learned from me that, you know, it's okay to speak up for yourself and, you know, find that hill you're going to die on and, and stake your ground. <laughs> right. Okay, <laughs> so, so it's been very three question for you. Okay. So, all right. So you start as comedians, comedians, you're And then you hit this kind of gold with this niche. Now the niche you picked is a nerd out niche where people are like, I love, so where do you see the like next step as far as like, do you see it being like, we want to get on comedy stages or like, where's the money gonna come from more leaning into the comedy or yeah. like, oh, people want like us to teach them in a funny way about the Enneagram. Right. 
that's a really three question. Uh, and I love it. And I, think going I, with it. I know. And I think I need to hire a three to help me out with that actually, <laughs> because we are already doing tons of live shows and, but they're, they don't, we don't do the Enneagram in our live shows. We, we get hired a lot by churches for women's night events and stuff like that. Oh, this, is just clean go with, humor. this is clean, clean family mm-hmm. friendly, fun. We have this whole bit about the church ladies going through purses and finding things in there that are sinful. You know, it's, it's really a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Um, but the Enneagram, we haven't really even really tried to do it live on stage. That's just been primarily this video, um, video world. Um, but I would love to continue that comedy. We have a lot of ideas on how we can do improv comedy with the Enneagram and we want to do that. Um, we just haven't really had the opportunity where we have an audience who knows about the Enneagram. You know what I mean? Like at any, we haven't been invited to an Enneagram specific event, basically. Like we, I think mm. we would need to test it out at an Enneagram conference or, you know, people who yeah. come an Enneagram speaker and then do our comedy there. And it would be a, a hit. If we did it at, a, at one of our other events, people would be like the what, the who, yeah. Myers, you know, <laughs> just, mm. there'd have to be the education there. So at the moment, trying to figure out where that would go together, but I have no, at the moment, intention on becoming an Enneagram expert or certified or anything like that. I, I like leaning into the humor and I, and I like the fact that with comedy, we don't have to have it just right. Mm-hmm. You know, and people will say, oh, I figured out I was a four by watching your videos. No, you didn't. Like, <laughs> you didn't. videos are not for education they're for entertainment so go read a book go take a course that's not how you tell your number so just to be there entertaining yeah have you found though in order to hit because like so much of it like when you hit that three just right or that two just right it's this resonation and in order for it to be really funny it's yeah. got to resonate. So yes. how much research have you had to do? Have you found yourself having to like do? Yeah. To well, we, we have done, I mean, we've read a bunch of books. Um, we, we had, we had a relate, we have to struck up a relationship with Ian Morgan Cron who wrote, um, you know, the road back to you. And he's been an awesome resource. We have a lot of friends and, you know, and we kind of like you probably do too, tag our friends by their numbers. So I'll reach out if I am struggling with what a six would do, uh, on a romantic getaway, which is the video mm-hmm. I was filming this week. Um, you know, I'll text my friend Jameson, who's a six or my friend Megan and, and say, okay, what would a six do? And just kind of tap into that. And then now having done this for a couple of years, I know I read every comment on YouTube and Instagram. So I know when things hit and they don't hit and I kind of know which jokes people tend to like to see. And then, and we'll kind of play into that, but our numbers have really become characters. So the two is you know, she's, she's from Minnesota and she, you know, has this little accent and she always wants to bring you a casserole. And like, you know, the two is kind of hate that, but they also love it whenever there's a joke about food, you know, yeah. <laughs> bringing you food. And, you know, and then the seven is like, you know, this PE coach and she's like into it and like super, like kind of masculine. And like, they kind of just develop their own characters and people, I think we're getting new followers, the people who followed us for a while kind of come to expect that too. And they know it's not going to, hit I mean it does it often hits which is nice but it's not going to necessarily be accurate every time but we do Mm -hmm. I mean I consume a lot of Enneagram content because I like it and it also just benefits the research for the videos right (laughs) um so okay so you kind of touched on two and seven seven being the gym okay will you um 
can you walk me through one through yeah. nine, like kind of like the funny parts about okay. like when we're filming for one, these, this is who this person yeah. is. Okay. So the one is, you know, OCD perfectionist. So the one is the ultimate planner. So the one always has their calendar filled out. The one has always, they've always gone ahead and looked for Groupons on something. They're kind of penny, uh, penny pinchers. And that comes from my friend, Kristen, who is like a marathon runner, like she's OCD and her house is always perfect. And she's always looking for a deal. Like if we go out to meet for food, she's like, has the Groupon. I don't know. It's just like kind of a character of her. And then the two is, you know, the servant and always looking to help. So they're always, in, but they're always like kind of this, like, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, like I, I filmed the two with my husband this week, we were on like a little getaway and the two was like, you know, here we are in this romantic getaway and he wants to go fishing. And the two is like, whatever you want, honey, I just, I'm just, I'm just happy to be here with you. And this is, this is, this is great. This is, this is awesome. <laughs> you know, like they're just like. So, you know, self-sacrificing, but they're not happy about it. You try to tell that they're the nonverbal. <laughs> that's what they'll say. And then the three, of course, is go-getter, entrepreneur, doing all the things. So I actually just keep going back to my example of the romantic getaway because that's what's um, top of my mind. But the three at the romantic getaway, we went to this like cute little chalet inn. And so the three is all excited and, and yes, enjoying it. But then all of a sudden pivots to like, how much did this cost to renovate? Can I open one? Where would I go? Where's the market that needs an in? I could totally do this. Let's do it. Let's, let's nail that. Let's grab the URL. You know, like that's the three. And always they also something. need the world to know that yes. they're at that sh chalet. Oh, like yes. I yes. once went to a spa, a gorgeous, like very expensive spa in Wisconsin which is kind of sounds like an oxymoron, but it, it exists. Um, and was there cheese? I just want to know. <laughs> was it? Of course there was a charcuterie board. Um, and they said like, okay, so once you get into the spa, zero cell phones, they must be locked in your locker. And I like said to the person, I was like, is there um, an exception for influencers? And she like, I was joking, but like, how can I get my phone in there? How am I supposed right. to tell everybody else in the world? I am lounging at a spa and you're working. Ha ha. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, you need that validation. And it, you know, like it's, and that's a funny one though, because some threes will be real defensive about that. Like, oh, yeah. no, I'm not I'm like, well, you are, but you know, it's like, so it's kind of like trying to play to that without actually saying it, you know, like kind of, that's kind of the nuance oh, yeah. thing that we've had to find with the threes is, how do we show this without blatantly saying it? Because if you say it, I get a lot of feedback from threes saying like, that's a, that's a stereotype. It's not true. Okay. But they every influencer is a good so. part of the three and not the bad. Okay. Right. Oh, right. We're going to come back to that. That's got to be a whole thing. All right. Okay. Keep going with four. Okay. So the Enneagram four is the romantic. The Enneagram four is always lost in thought. Never is never quite making eye contact is always kind of like dreamily looking over very slow talker thinks really big you know they're a unique snowflake there's nobody like them and on the romantic getaway the enneagram four has read a poem to her husband that she's written and and like is crying always crying and um and finishes the poem and then turns to her husband and says okay it's your turn and he's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and i always you know of course it's always leanne 
you know, cause she does some of the videos with me. I do a lot of them by myself now because she's homeschooling four kids. So, you know, oh. her time is, yeah. but, um, yeah. And it, it, so it's, it's, I feel like it's so easy to pick on her cause she's just, I know her so well. And then the five is the walking encyclopedia who knows everything about anything and loves information. So the five on the romantic getaway has now researched the entire history of the town, has found the local museum, knows when it was renovated, what it was before, has chosen to kind of dive deep into that bit of information and, you know, always just has, you know, not, and is very proud of themselves. Like, you know, I, I brought this information and, you know, you should recognize how great I am for knowing this. Um, and then, and the, the five always is usually always wearing glasses just to kind of drive that home. Yep. And the six is the loyalist slash, um, worst case scenario person. So the six is the person who brought the, bought the trip insurance, who had a backup, uh, reservation at another hotel down the road, just in case who packed food in case the restaurants in the small town were open, <laughs> brought extra bottled water, you know, like has kind of a backup plan to the backup plan. Um, but then there, there are counterphobic sixes and I, this is an area that I'm learning about because yeah, I typically play to this loyalist slash worst case scenario thinker for the sixes, but I'm learning again through comments and feedback from followers that there is this counter type that looks a little bit more like an eight. And so I'm, I'm trying to kind of lean into, yes, they feel this way, but there, it's not like a meek thing. It's a, it's a fierce thing about sixes so uh, that's I, i'm still learning so about that and trying to explained. work that in yeah somebody kind of said that like think of the counterphobic six like the freedom warriors like uh. almost like the uh, this is terrible and so we're not gonna get, but like almost like the trump followers that's exactly where i went in my mind but yeah like, like off well like, the sixes because i could make some great off uh jokes all day long about off-grid people being sixes you know like the militia there's no <laughs> i don't know if we have to edit that out but i mean like that's kind of the go-to in my mind but i think the mindset being not necessarily worst case scenario end of the world thinking but more like being prepared because that's what you need. That's a responsible thing to do. And that's that mm -hmm. being the mindset. So just kind of trying mm -hmm. to, cause they, they do, I do hear from sixes that they get kind of sick of that kind of go-to joke, which, you know, I mean, I, sometimes it's the easiest thing and I do fall back on that sometimes, but I do try and think about that when I'm doing sixes, I would say lately threes used to be the most challenging for me, but lately it's sixes that I end up doing probably last because I'm kind of almost overthinking it because I have all these voices in my head right now about the sixes. The seven, you know, sounds like the gym teacher. She's down for anything, man. Like hop on a plane, give me my passport. It's always updated. I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Let's not plan anything. Let's just throw a bunch of clothes in a bag and head out. Uh, I don't know where we're going. I should probably look that up in my GPS. Just, you know, I don't know how much money is in the bank account, but it'll work out. It's the credit card. Like it's just, you know, just kind of this fun you know, staying light, like, oh, do you want to read me a poem? I don't think so. Let's go hiking. Like, they're not going to sit in that emotion. You know, they're going to be fun. And the seven is one of the more fun ones to do just because it's, you know, physical comedy is always fun. So getting up wow. and being energetic. I did a video not that long ago at the gym with my trainer. And I, 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 I did two. I did a B, you know, Enneagram types being trained. And then we did Enneagram types train as trainers. Oh. And the seven trainer, it was like, nobody got a workout done 
when I was doing that one, I was running around the gym. I was yelling. I was cheering. I would, you know, it was like, everyone was like, just watching me. And it was so much fun <laughs> to do that. But I love playing, playing the seven big, because they're such big characters in general. And they're just fun. They're fun. They're fun. And then the eight is, um, you know, doesn't take anybody's anything. And um, just, you know, it's always kind of to the point and, um, you know, it kind of workaholic. I'll, I'll lean into that a little bit. Like at the Disney world video, you know, she's taking a conference call while she's in line. No, no, no. I'm working. I'm working. Yeah. What's up? You know, always available can always do everything. Always trying to, it kind of, it's just some three tendencies too, but often threes mm-hmm. and eights can have some similarities. So mm-hmm. kind of trying to work that in, but then, um, you know, also just not taking any crap. So just kind of like calling people out, which is it's, and I have done honestly, honestly, such a good job of growing into a healthy eight. Cause I look back at <laughs> yeah. my twenties and I was like, mm, you know, I was not a healthy eight. So it's kind of fun to go comedically back to the unhealthy eight. Cause mm-hmm. it's funny when someone's like literally pushing past a crowd because they're not going fast enough like that and honking the horn in the car. Like that's fun and funny, but I can't do that in real life anymore. So that's why right. it's fun to do it for comedy. And then the nine is the peacemaker. I'm married to a nine. So it, it's are you little, okay? Yeah. It's a little, you know, it's fun to do that one, but um, trying not to blur the nine and the two can be a challenge. Um, but just, you know, mm. whatever, you know, like, whereas the two is going to acquiesce to the fishing, you know, because it's what you want to do, but it's really not what they want to do. And they're expecting something in return. The nine is more like, honestly, like, as long as you're happy, I am 100% happy. Mm-hmm. And the nine in my video is um, just wants to stay in the cabin and cozy up. She's like wrapped in multiple blankets and reading a book. She's like, we have, we have to leave. Like, <laughs> like just kind of wants to just you know for their idea of a getaway is just being cozy and comfortable yeah and just chill i don't want any drama you know i don't i don't want to hike i don't want to i just want to chill so that's those that's kind of where we go to with the numbers Hey, She Slayers, so many of you connect with my story as a chiropractor because I started all wrong. Years into practice, I had to completely turn it around from being an insurance and pain-based model to a thriving subluxation-based cash practice. I have a lot of ways that that happened, but I am not exaggerating when I say the number one thing I changed was adding CLA's Insight scanning technology. The Insight helped grow our practice from 300 people a week to over 500 a week in the course of one year, purely by showing objective findings and providing reports to patients. So many docs I talk to struggle to communicate the why behind a care plan when the patient's pain goes away in a few visits. They struggle to keep patients after insurance stops paying. They don't know how to explain why a kid benefits from chiropractic care, even though they have no symptoms. They don't do progress exams because what am I going to do to show the patient progress? I am telling you every single thing I just said, my answer to the doc is, are you using insight scanning technology in your clinic yet? Because it's the solution to all of those issues. 
If you have questions, the staff at CLA is absolutely incredible and will help answer those questions and help implement this big change into your practice. Click the link below in the show notes as She Slays listeners get preferred pricing and hundreds of dollars off their purchase. Hey, She Slayers. When I first started practice, I thought I needed to dress a certain way for patients to trust me, and I spent hours trying to design communication and marketing materials that worked. After 12 years of practice, here's a couple things I've learned. One, I don't have to wear dress pants and button-ups for a patient to take me seriously. And two, why recreate the wheel when a design professional has already done all the work for me? Well-Aligned offers solutions in both of these categories. They have the coolest and most comfy chiropractic shirts that will showcase your personality, as well as beautifully designed communication and marketing tools to help drive new patients, get more referrals, and gain better retention in your practice. From the best chiropractic apparel to modern patient education materials, Well-Aligned has you covered. All She Slayers get 10% off plus free shipping on orders of $75 or more with promo code SHESLAYS. Visit www.wellaligned.com to save. Yeah, I can see nines and twos, you know, like nines, like if you forced them, like, no, where do you want to go for dinner? I don't honestly know if they know. It, right. I'm also married to a nine. He yeah. edits the podcast. Oh, so anything are? I say will be. Ah. Oh. Okay. Hi. <laughs> and threes and nines are very interestingly, you know, connected because he goes yeah. to three when he's healthy. I go to nine when I'm unhealthy. Oh, interesting. So, you know, this creates this dynamic where when I am, so like when I am being unhealthy, yeah, I have no motivation. Mm -hmm. I just want to like, if I am sitting on the couch saying, I don't want to do anything, like everyone in my life should be very concerned. And instead my husband's like, yes, perfect. Do you want to nap? And I'm like, no, I'm not that depressed. Like (laughs) I'll never nap. Um, I just want to sit here. Um, And so like, sometimes I feel like a nine, if you ask like what they want to do, it's like, they've never been asked that question before. And it's like, yeah, no, um, he, we, it's funny because we both started therapy separately and, you know, his, um, therapy, like takeaway was just like, he wanted to be like, as I figure out me, I just don't want it to affect us because I might have to say no to you and like and I'm like I love your husband that's so sweet I know he's amazing (laughs) and you know and me I'm just like in the moment like yeah whatever just just is fine I'm sure he's nailing it and in the future when he does go like um actually I don't want to do that and I'll be like I'm sorry what (laughs) what did you just say did you just say no (laughs) sounded like you said no (laughs) are you sure you're pronouncing that correctly I think you meant yeah yeah my my husband jokes that he has to be a nine because he's married to an eight and if it wasn't if he wasn't a nine then it wouldn't work (laughs) but yeah Yeah. so eight wing nine is so is he a nine wing eight or a nine I think he's a nine wing one Um, but he's very comfortable he's very comfortable with conflict you know, he's like, but most of the conflict that comes up in his life would be like defending our kids or like, you know, like 
helping our mm-hmm. kids at school or something like that. It wouldn't, there's not like a lot of conflict in his line of work or, or anything. So maybe that's a, per- that's probably a purposeful choice, but he grew up in an environment where um, his brother was a little bit of a troublemaker. So he kind of had to be, yep. the good he kid. had to play so, like the older sibling role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, that's kind of how he, we think his kind of nine as the peacemaker. And I see that a lot in his family dynamics. It's his, you know, his parents and brother. So that, you know, I did, that makes a lot of sense, but you know, in our home and in our, in our environment, what I love about being married to a nine is as an eight, I see the world in black and white. It's very hard for me to see gray. And so I'll often ask him, can help me see the gray here? Like, am I, am I going to extreme? And he is so great at helping me see that the kind of bigger picture, because as the nine, you know, he can empathize with all the numbers and he can kind of put himself in all those places. And so I've learned, we've been married almost 15 years. I've learned to lean into that and just entrust it because it's never, it's never hurt. It's always good, good information. Like, mm-hmm. for example, I'm actually my full-time job. I'm a professor of communications at Grand Canyon university. And often what will happen is when I'm, my seven wing comes out big time when I'm teaching, I am so fun. I'm a fun professor. Like I am, we have fun in my class. We talk about the Enneagram. We, it's just, it's really fun. And my eight wing, my eight comes out when I'm grading. So a lot of times my students will be like, Wait, what? Like, yeah, I thought you were cool. What is this? <laughs> Why are you being such a bitch? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not what I was expecting. So I've had to learn because like I'll grade them and I'll just be blunt, real blunt about you, you, you forgot this, you left it out. So zero, like you failed and moving on. And then these like sweet little 19 year olds will be like, <laughs> you know, like can I do it again? No, you can't. <laughs> so it's oh. been like, I've learned too, that I'll be reading this. is I don't do this anymore. Cause I have gotten better at this, but earlier on, I would read to my husband, listen to this comment. I'm leaving for a student. Isn't it funny? He's like, you can't say that. <laughs> you cannot say that delete like what <laughs> it's just yeah that's kind of been a whole learning process too yeah the like I can see the eight wing seven being a very funny comedian in their head like <laughs> to everyone else unless you're on the receiving end of like uh, I can do a great run because it's funny to be an asshole and innately yes. you have no problem being an asshole Not a and so then you just put the like how do we make this fun yeah <laughs> it's fun yeah because and eights also the difference between eights and threes is I don't care what you think of me so I'm fine going into a situation where I know I'm acting in public you know, like a secret camera thing and you know, I'm acting like an idiot or, you know, whatever. And I, I honestly don't care what you think of me. I know in the end, I'm going to have this really funny clip. Um, you know, so that also helps having that personality. And Leanne struggles with that. She actually, she's a really great actress and she's done a lot of work. And she actually worked for one of those hidden camera shows and she couldn't, she had to quit because she was like so sad about deceiving people. <laughs> but I, she was like, if they ever call me again, I'm just going to give them your number. I'm like, please do, because I would love to deceive people. <laughs> oh my gosh okay so with everybody in your life have you become so like it's one thing when you have like this secret society on the internet you know with tens of thousands of people who follow you and laugh at you okay. um but then like you go to a dinner party like or you know like have you do you just talk about the Enneagram a lot more than a normal person yeah 
I call, yeah, like, I call myself an Enneagram evangelist, like a missionary. <laughs> it's so hard once you get into it. And then on, honestly, like on a serious note, it has changed my life. Like I, it doesn't replace, you know, my relationship with the Lord or, or anything like that, but it, it has enhanced my understanding of myself, my understanding of my marriage, people around me so much. You want to talk about it. So when, you know, I'm talking with someone or it, like you were saying at the beginning of our conversation, you're always like, uh, can I interrupt you for a second? Are you an Enneagram five? You, know, like you just want to talk about it. Um, so so the yeah, lens you're putting everything you're saying through. Yes. Yes. And then I'll have, oh, I'll go out with friends and we're meeting new people. They'll often introduce me and they'll say, just so you know, she will talk about the Enneagram at some point. So you've been warned. Do you know your number? We're just going to go ahead. Let's just get it out of the way. So, yeah. So we, we do. And, um, yeah, I do end up talking about it more than the normal person. What about you? Do you? Oh my gosh. Um, I struggle to relate to someone and have a meaningful conversation and give advice or just sit and listen to them venting. Yeah. If I don't know their Enneagram because I just, it's the filter in which I put things through. And so like, I have a brother-in-law who has refused to take, maybe we can figure out a type right now, um, has refused to take a test because he doesn't, and and it just drives me crazy because yeah. like he'll respond to a text yeah. and I'll be like, is he mad? Or yeah. is he just an eight? Is he an eight? I think he might be an eight. I was going to say, if he four. is refusing to take it just because he knows it bugs you, he's probably an eight. I could, I could see it, but he's like the kindest person in the world. And so, but he's got this like deep side that I'm like, ah, I think you could be an eight. And if I just understood that this was you, then I can know like, oh, you're not being, you didn't right. mean that mean, right. or like, you're not this or, um, yeah. yeah, no, definitely. I just started therapy. Like I said, yeah. And so my, this is like the intro session, which I'm just like, da, 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 and she's asking me the questions. One of the questions she asked was like, you know, what, like, what's your comfort level with going too slow versus too fast? And I said to her, like, well, if we're going slow, I guarantee you I'm allowing that because like, Uh, we won't, we won't be going slow. And she's like, oh, okay. You know, and and so she's like still asking these questions. And so she finally, she explains the process. And in my head, I'm just like, I am actually paying extra. You pay extra for the first hour with this person and we spent 15 minutes doing like clerical paperwork and I'm thinking in my head was I supposed to show up extra extra early because I showed up 10 minutes early they told me to show up a little early yeah but shit am I paying for time that if I would have just showed up 15 minutes early then I'd be getting this full time so I'm thinking just this whole time because she's like going through and explaining the paperwork that I'm signing and I'm just like whatever (laughs) don't get this going come on I'm not going to read these five paragraphs and waste time I want to talk about me She gets to the end and she's like, okay, do you have any questions for me? And I'm like, yeah, are you an Enneagram one? And she's like, an Enneagram, I don't know what that is. Oh. And I just go, I don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> and I laughed because I was like mostly joking because I, I, I was clicking with her a little bit. She wasn't like an annoying one. Right. She was like, I'm like, all right, I could use some of this. Um, but then for the next you know, 45 minutes because we used up a big chunk. Yeah. Um, he's <laughs> like, you know, like, so tell me about yourself. And I was like, wow, if I could just say, well, I'm an Enneagram yes. three, you I would, would say through. so much 
much of your life. And then we get to a point where she's like, well, tell me about your husband. And if I could be like, he's a nine, things would just be like, oh, so you're- There there should be a filter in therapy searches for if someone knows the Enneagram. Because my therapist is an Enneagram nine, knows and loves the Enneagram. And it- it it's you you just leap over so much stuff that you don't have to cover and then if I was talking with things about my husband she could bring so much insight to that because she's the same number as him and also I think a nine um therapist is great right because you can empathize with all the numbers probably every therapist should be a nine um but you know it, it does I I get you like I don't think this is going to work like that's exactly what I'm to you need to read this book before I come back <laughs> right. so luckily by the end she did say she was going to look it up good and I was like okay yeah. just I think you're a one just look it up but I yeah. think a one could be a really good therapist too yes. because they're yes. one nine one two yeah like they're yeah and they're yeah. organized and we all need that especially if we're going to therapy there's probably like something in our life that needs to get back in order right so could you and one could definitely be they're so disciplined right mm-hmm. I know I need that my, I look at my one friends my dad's a one too and I'm just like I wish I had the discipline that they have I don't no could you imagine an Enneagram eight as a therapist uh yeah you know what that's a good video we yeah. did um we did Enneagram types in therapy but Enneagram types as a therapist oh I'm doing that I'm doing that uh, and I'm gonna play the eight just get it together I mean come, stop whining Get your life together. Next. <laughs> that would be so great. I feel like the three would be like, okay, you don't need to keep talking. I've already figured out your problem. Here's what you need to do. Okay, so you're going to do this, then you're going to do this, and then like follow up. Did you take action on everything I told you? No, the, the, you didn't take action on anything? Would grab their phone and be like, I'm going to call them for you and have this conversation. You know, what's their number? Hi, we have a problem. <laughs> fix your life you're welcome you can send flowers too. oh my gosh if there are any any enneagram eight therapists out there listening you have to let us know oh. how do you do it how do you bite your tongue i don't think i i, I just don't think it's possible i really yeah. just don't and think they're good at job. like how can you be a seven and like be okay with people being so emotional in front of you that must be hard that has got to be very like pet Pat is where I hand you a tissue and things. Yeah. No. Do you want to watch the videos of cats on the internet? Does that make you feel better? (laughs) Okay. So as you're nailing down the comedy, so like, I feel like very self aware people, um, can find the humor in the like negative aspect of their number, but I don't know, like if you're looking at the broad population of people who are watching the Enneagram, like what percentage would you guess are like super self-aware? So like, you know, how do you walk that line between like, oh, it's funny to be like, oh, you like to work and you're, you know, I like to be on stage and like, also like, oh, you're super vain. And this is like, (laughs) or like you said like with a five like oh they love being knowledgeable oh they're also super stingy and don't exactly they're hermits yeah I um you know it's funny because I think a lot of that plays into the eight I don't care uh you know you like it or you don't and if you don't move on (laughs) um but also I I find that people who are into the Enneagram are okay with their self-discovery because 
as anyone who's researched the Enneagram at all knows, a big way you find your number is by looking at your faults, mm-hmm. looking at the the areas in your life that need work. And that's often how people figure out their number is by kind of looking at how they deal with anger or how they, you know, deal with things that upset them. It, you know, where we go to is often how people figure that out. So I feel like people who already know their number for the most part are pretty self-aware. And then they watch, and I see the comments people make on our videos and tagging other people. And like, I told you, you were a six. And then the person coming back, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so right. Like, I feel like we, when we can laugh at ourselves for, you know, things that are, I mean, not super, super negative, but you know, things that are just kind of thorns in our side that even kind of laugh at them, it makes it more palatable and it makes it kind of easier to be like, you know, that's not the best thing about me, but that that is kind of funny actually. <laughs> so I think, I mean, for the most part, I feel like most Enneagram devotees are pretty aware and the general population is going to, you know, like, we'll I'll try to appeal to a bigger audience and be like, you know, we did Enneagram types camping recently, nine mm. types camping, nine types of campers. And so then that appeals to a broader audience who may not know the Enneagram, but wants to see like nine different styles of camping. And mm. we'll get, they'll be a little bit more confused. Like I thought the three and the the four were funny, but you know, like they don't really know, like what you're talking about Enneagrams, but then the Enneagram types will come in and be like, oh my gosh, I'm a one. And that is exactly how I, I no pine needles were allowed in my tent. That's exactly <laughs> what I did. You know? So it's, it is interesting in that, you know, I mean, and also, it, you know, you know, too, as an influencer, like you've, you've dived into your niche really well. I mean, we have to find our niches and find our people and you're not necessarily going to apply to a broad audience anyway. So kind of finding the people that are going to like your content is finding them and then appealing to them and making them happy kind of thing. or not, who cares? Right. <laughs> Or who cares? Um, <laughs> how do you respond to the people who have stumbled across, watched your video, and really just don't understand what the Enneagram is? Like, what kind of stuff do you say to them? Like, listen, Karen, um, yeah. <laughs> go to this website, then come back, and then you'll yeah. understand. Well, I mean, the people who are just generally curious about the Enneagram, I'll tell them to read Ian's book, The Road Back to You, listen to his podcast, um, follow like, um, Sarah Jane Case or my friend Enneagram with Abby, who she does a lot of funny videos too. Other people who are more Enneagram educators, whereas we're just there for the last. Um, okay, so that's kind of how you- them to dive into it. But the, we do get, I mean, honestly, I haven't gotten as many haters uh, as I would expect. Every once in a while, they bubble up or more than haters. It's just the people who are super critical and who will- like just say that is absolutely no way possible. That is what a three would do or say or act. And I know, and you know, the ones that are worse, the worst are the force, but you know what? That's exactly why I love force is because no one can ever pigeonhole you. You, it's never going to fully appeal to every four nor it shouldn't because that's not for, but they'll say, you know, they'll just be like really angry that this doesn't appeal to them. And, and I've learned, and, and, you know, too, as your audience grows, your platform grows, you don't have to be real defensive because people step in for you. So the people who've mm. been loyal followers and really understand the comedy, they are the ones who will step in and be like, that's funny that you said that, but you're a four. So have a nice day. Like, and, they'll, and I don't even have to do it anymore. So I really, and, and honestly, because I think my personality is thick skin and things roll off my back, it doesn't affect me as much as it would affect Leanne. Leanne doesn't even read the comments. I, I she, she would cry. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
so many tears. <laughs> so I do that. It doesn't bother me. But it is interesting because the, the most negative comments we get are just criticizing what our portrayal is. And and sometimes it, sometimes in there somewhere is a, is a good tidbit that I, I needed to hear. And sometimes it's just people venting for, you know, like, why? But okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just like, read the room, buddy. Look, yeah, like, look, exactly, look. Exactly. Do you have kids? I do. I have two kids. Okay. How old are they? They, my son, Kenton is 11 and in okay. sixth grade, my daughter, Camille is, she just turned 10 and she's in fourth grade. Okay. So yeah. you're not supposed to type kids, but I know, I know. Tell me about your children. What are okay. they? So of course I have typed my kids and yeah. they're way too young to do this. So this is right, so right, illegal. right. Not advised. It is absolutely Don't. illegal. This is more illegal than <laughs> typing your <laughs> posts. Yeah. Your neighbors. Yeah. Um, so my, I'll start with my daughter because I, we really thought she was a seven because she's just an extrovert, social butterfly, um, spontaneous. Like it, it, if we're playing a game, um, like Settlers of Catan, if you, I don't know if you've played that game or people yep. play that game, it's a strategy game. So you kind of have to be in it for the long haul. You have to kind of take some moves that don't do much, no, not much action because you're building up what you're going to do. Girlfriend can't handle that. She has to always gamble. So it's always, she's always has to do something. So kind of this chasing this high, she has a lot of kind of telltale signs of a seven, but lately she's been dealing with like some anxiety and worry that looks a lot more like a six. Mm. And so I think we're in the right, you know, area of the, tr- mm-hmm. of the you know, either six weeks, seven, seven weeks, six, because I see kind of both of these. Um, and so some of the six stuff, you know, worries me as a mom, I don't want her to be anxious, but, um, I'm also looking at it from the perspective of the Enneagram and how, how can I cultivate, you know, the, the good side of this. So we're having those conversations and one of our really, really good friends, um, she's um, in our small group and um, her husband's a worship pastor at our church. She's a six. And so that's something I'll lean on her for too. Kind of, how can I help her? So that's, she you know, like a lot of attention. She loves attention. So, I mean, I feel like so often threes are very like stereotyped as a workaholic, but they're also the performer. They also love that dopamine, like adrenaline, like threes. I have gone back to the well of, am I sure I'm not a seven? Because there's so many tendencies between a three and a seven of like next, next, next. And so like the anxiety could come from how people are perceiving her. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that is something to consider. Yeah. Because a kid, I would view, I would think a three kid would either show up super competitive, like in sports and like meeting or like, I don't know that an entrepreneur spirit of like, I could sell this. I could monetize this really would show up often. Except she went to school today with a bag full of bracelets and keychains to sell to her friends. So Wow, this is enlightening. We'll allow her to continue to develop on her course, but yeah, this is why we don't type kids because why we don't type kids. So and my son is interesting. He's the opposite. He's an introvert. He loves alone time. He's he loves reading. He loves Lego. Um, he has a core group of good friends, but is not a social butterfly by any stretch. A lot more like his dad in that. Um. And Leanne and I have talked a little bit about wonder if he's a four because he he also loves he loves we're big into musicals in our house and he loves musicals he loves kind of diving deep into playing them over and over again 
He's going to audition for the middle school play here coming up. So I, there's some artistry in him that I think leans to a four. He's yeah. much more gifted in the arts um, than in sports or in academia. So, I mean, that's kind of where I'm leaning um, for, but we'll see. Yeah. So I have two girls. Um, yeah. One's going to be eight uh, yeah. next month. And she is an Enneagram eight. There is no if, ands, or buts about it. <laughs> You're not supposed to type kids, but so holy sorry, shit. Well, and this is where, like, when we come back to, like, how annoying are you with the Enneagram? When I sat down with her parent-teacher conferences last year, <laughs> I asked, like, because they're like, you know, sometimes she can be so kind and just, like, take a kid under her wing. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. But then sometimes, you know, if somebody is doing something that she doesn't think they should do, like basically the teacher is saying, it's okay for her to break the rules if she doesn't agree with them. But if another kid breaks the rules, he will enforce it. And they have to literally say, it's not your job to enforce this. (laughs) And so like, literally, I'm just like, well, do you know what the Enneagram 8 is? Like, you know, like I can only change so much about her innate personality if you understood what an eight was yeah she would make a lot more sense to you yeah that's so funny so I'll tell you as as an as a former Enneagram eight child um now Enneagram eight adult female it's tough being a female Enneagram eight in this world that's a lot of our personality traits are masculine and admired in men and women are you know categorized as bitches if you're you know I mean? mm-hmm. but I will say as a kid um, and my mom and I have gone to therapy about this actually having a seat at the table was a big deal if decisions were being made I, my voice really needed to be heard and if it wasn't I, I acted out so if any kind of big decisions are being made in the family like allowing the voice of an Enneagram 8 kid to come in and be heard and validated is that's my little tidbit that, that'll be a big thing for her that is really helpful. Um, and you know what? I can see that just even playing out with like dinner of like, if she contributes to the conversation, she's just so much more likely to eat it. Even yeah. if it's like, yeah, a food that she wouldn't normally eat if she okays it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that comes too from my husband hates this about me, loves me, but doesn't like this about me. You know, I don't want you to tell me what to do. Um, mm-hmm. Like if we're, if we're laying in bed at night and we're both on our phones as you do, and he goes to bed and he like looks over me, he's like, you know, you should really get off your phone and go to bed. And I may have been ready to set my phone down in that moment. I will stay up for three more hours. Do not tell me what to do. You are not my dad. And at that attitude is in kids too. So it's, it, you don't want to, you don't want to cater to that because mm-hmm. kids need to adhere to authority and respect and all that. But also you need, you know, that's innate in us as eights is this do not mm-hmm. boss me around. Do not tell me what to do. Uh, and I will react. And even as an adult, I react just like a kid. I'm like, oh, really? Well, watch me. I'm going to be sleeping. Oh, no, you didn't. I don't care. No, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Prove you're wrong. I retained my own power and autonomy. Exactly. So like even something as simple as dinner, not telling them this is what you're eating, but offering options and letting them chew, even that little thing can negate it you'll you'll circumvent mm-hmm. so much conflict that's helpful my <laughs> what's your other daughter so my oldest so she's actually really into the enneagram um she'll hear my husband and i talking about it and we've kind of tried to i don't want to say protect her from it but like she's asked to read road back to you she has oh, it wow. up in her room 
How old and, is she? Uh, she'll be 11 in April. So she's wow. Now. That's awesome. And she's had that book up. She's been very interested for like the last year. You know, she'll be like, well, what do you think I am? Or, you know, if I'll make a joke about our, my youngest being an eight, you know, because back to the conferences last year and my oldest will go like, what do you think I am? And we'll be like, oh, honey, we're totally kidding. You don't type kids because your personality is going to grow. And she's like, well, can I read about it though? And we're like, sure, sure. Okay. So amazing. So she reads a little bit. And she yes. comes back down and she's like, kind of sad. And I'm like, what's, what's going on? This is why I told you, you shouldn't read. And she goes, I just don't want to be a four. <laughs> she's not crying. Oh no. She's like, I don't care if I'm any of them. I just don't want to be a four. <laughs> That's probably what she is, though. I know. And I, there was no way in hell I was going to tell her, oh, that's how you find your Enneagram. The one that you're like, no, nobody can know this about me. Exactly. No, that is not who I am. I would be anything except that. And I'm like, she's mm-hmm. crying about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, sweetie. I know. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, good thing that uh, we got. We got well, like, you know what, though? If she's interested in researching, maybe she's a five wing floor. Right, right. <laughs> Absolutely could see that. Absolutely could see that. So, well, yeah, they're funny. Oh, don't so my cheeks are hurting. That's so funny. <laughs> so, okay. Well, you, we could we could do this for hours. We could. You just wish that all of your friends, like everybody in your life, just loved and like the Enneagram as much as you, because then you could just like, right. I know it, it, it really does unlock a new level of, you know, like you and I, look, we've never met before, but we can just like dive deep and talk about like, you know, things because I mean, because it just, it just eliminates so much information that you have to sift through Mm -hmm. people. Um, there should be like a dating app that's Enneagram. And like, I don't know which, which numbers are best. Okay. We won't let your husband listen then. Yeah. What Enneagram type would you choose? I mean, I don't know. I think everybody, I think everybody would pick a seven because they're misinformed. I'd go, oh, I want to date a seven. And you'd be like, well, I think dating a seven would be super fun. Marrying a seven would be a nightmare. (laughs) I'm going to offend all the sevens in like a heartbeat here, but like, I don't know. I feel like a seven is like, who's the most likely to like leave you at home yes. while you're pregnant yes, to go out exactly. to the bar. or like drain your bank account because I don't know they wanted to buy a kayak you know I, I don't know like it's just or go like around the world yeah I feel like dating a seven would be so fun but marrying a seven would be a bad choice um unless you are an Enneagram you know the Holderness family um mm-hmm. they're like they're comedians they just did the, they just won the amazing race last season um he's a a one and she's a seven but you wouldn't think that when you see them in their videos they kind of flip and sevens mm-hmm. go to one and stress and ones go to seven yeah. you know like they're, they're a counter but um I listened to a podcast episode with them and that was interesting so that would work if you if you're seven and ones you balance each other out you yeah. know and you understand each other so that might work but I, I would work as an eight I think honestly a nine is a really good match because the whole gray area thing a one would be a good match because the discipline Three would be a challenge, I think. Four would be really hard. What do you feel you'd do with a two? A two, I think. A two. I would do great with a two because I, I go to two in health. Eights and twos. Yeah. 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 I go to twos in health. So that would probably be good as well. I just feel like I would end up 
running over too, too much. Uh-huh. And yeah. I, cause I feel like, um, my personality, I would end up bulldozing a two. I feel like in marriage, I mean, I have two friends and I'm very, and I mean, obviously you would grow and you love that person. So you would you'd become a better person. Try not to do that. But I feel like I probably, if I've ever dated a two, that's probably why it didn't work out. Cause I probably bulldozed them because it takes, and I, before I knew about the Enneagram, I, I knew that I was a very strong, content in myself, independent woman. And I knew it was going to take a very unique personality to match mm-hmm. me. And I, you know, dated, I don't know, regular amount. I've been dated a little bit growing up, you know, and I had to get married till I was 30, 31. But I knew like, once I found someone who didn't let me bulldoze them, that was when I found my match because so many men I dated just, I could just bulldoze right over them and either they didn't care or they did care and they couldn't match my energy and it didn't work. With Jason though, he seemed so meek and kind yet it was a firm wall and I left it. (laughs) Man, I'm so glad that this podcast episode didn't end in you realizing you needed a divorce that would have been it would have been really awkward I would have been like well nice to meet you um sorry about good luck with that uh all right good I'm glad that this yeah. <laughs> okay, Michelle, where can people, so like I follow you on Instagram and I am going to get off here and go find like, cause there's many of these things. I'm like, I didn't get to see that one. Like where can people consume? So, um, Instagram is a great place. It's top, not comedy top, like my hair, T O P K N O T comedy. And then, uh, so that's Instagram and then YouTube, Facebook, we're on all the things. Um, you know, we have a TikTok account. It's never updated because I'm over 40. So I know that's the whole thing. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find us. And also topnotcomedy.com if you're interested in bringing us to your town to do either um, a live comedy show or letting us try out our Enneagram content, which we haven't had a chance to do. That would be amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do think that an Enneagram conference, specific conference, you would yeah. kill. Yes. What I want to do is be in an improv scene and be, be like two care, you know, two Enneagram numbers and have someone call out Michelle. Now you're seven and just flip personalities in the middle of it. That's what I want to do. And just this constantly changing. You're now you're a seven. Now you're a two. Now you're a, that'd be so fun. Anyway, well, someday it'll happen. (laughs) Yep. It's going to, I'm excited. Um, Thanks for having me. This has been so fun. This was really great. All right. She Slayers, truly go find her, follow her, consume it. If this is somehow the first time you've heard about the Enneagram, I don't know where the hell you've been listening. Um, Go. She will have those resources. The Ian Schulman, Schultman? What's his last name? Ian Morgan Crone. Is that Road Back to You? Yeah. Oh, and and, and he co-wrote it with um, Susan, Suzanne something. Okay. We'll have, we'll have the link below and the things like that. Yeah. Don't go to her account to type yourself. Yeah, go just come to her laughs. Figure out who the hell you are in life and then go laugh at yourself. So. <laughs> All right. Until next week, she slayers. Bye. Hey, she slayers. Are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients, plus 
they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. 